الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah. Bila shak wa bila raib, this is a bounty upon us and a tremendous gift that we must safeguard and protect. We continue going over the tremendous book Sharh al-Durus al-Muhimma li'amat al-Ummah The explanation of important lessons for the Muslims We had reached the, the section which deals with the conditions for La ilaha illallah This title of the book that the Alama Fadil al-Shaykh al-Imam Imam bin Baz rahimahullahu ta'ala he gave for this book is very befitting which is the Rus al-Muhimma li'amat al-Ummah important lessons for the Muslims for the general Muslims and this bila shak bila raib is a very important lesson for the everyday Muslim, Naam. And this concept of things that are needed for every Muslim on an everyday basis. And this is what I mean by everyday Muslim, Naam. Those things that are needed for the Muslim on an everyday basis. These things are of extreme importance because as Muslims, we have our ups, we have our downs, we have our good times, we have our bad times. There are times when we are happy, other times we are sad, so on and so forth. And in all of these occasions, in, in all of these situations, there is an answer for us in Allah's deen. And it is incumbent that we take to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in earnestness and seriously that we strive to the best of our ability, that we truly strive to the best of our ability to practice and implement the deen of Al-Islam. Because all of the answers are there. All of the answers are there. It is a must that we strive to hold on to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it will be a benefit for us in the next world. And also it will be a benefit for us here in this world. So it will benefit us now in the dunya and it will benefit us in the akhirah. 
So it is incumbent that we take concern to go over these things that we need, those things that affect our daily lives. We have to place concern upon them. From the tricks of shaitan is that he diverts an individual from those things that are binding upon him and those things in which he is in utter need of and he makes them busy with things that are either not their concern or things that are of a lesser benefit perhaps things in which don't directly affect them or have an impact upon their lives and this is from the greatest tricks of shaitan that he utilizes for those individuals who are striving to be religious is that he would divert their attention to things in which in many cases don't even concern them and have no effect or bearing upon their lives in a beneficial manner without getting into specifics because this is not the time for that nor the setting but just think about individuals who come to you and they can speak to you with a sounding level of proficiency and we say a sounding level of proficiency because it's in actuality a fraud they sound proficient whereas they're not right however they'll come and they'll speak to you about these great issues and these great matters and these affairs that are handled by the ulama and they will dwell into these issues for long periods of time their timelines on their various social media accounts will be filled discussing the likes of these things but then if you were to ask them questions about everyday things that they should know as Muslims they can't tell you you ask them about the rules and regulations of Bahara, of purity the rules and regulations as relates to purity wudu, ghusl so on and so forth, tayammum, so on and so forth. They can't tell you. They don't know. When it comes to the in-depth and the like of what we are going to get into tonight, to ask them in-depth about the likes of these things, they can't tell you. Now, But yet when it comes to these major things, which aslan are not even their concern, because this is not their arena, they can talk to you hours about it. If that is not a trick from Shaytan, I don't know what is. The things that they need, they don't know about. Things that they don't even need, they dwell and spend many hours dealing with it. Now, and it's important that we understand this. This is from the tricks of Shaytan. In any event, we have to be vigilant and we have to know who is our enemy. And our enemy is Shaytan. And we have to know the games and the tricks that he tries to play upon us so that we can run away from the likes of these games and run away from the likes of these tricks. And remember the hadith of the Prophet And from a person's good Islam is that he leaves alone that which does not concern him. Ma'am. And what is meant by concern him, la ya'nihi a 
that he leaves alone that which does not benefit him. Now, I want you to think about that. He leaves alone that which does not benefit him. Now think about a lot of the discussions that are going on in these social media platforms and so on and so forth. And then ask yourself this question. Does this discussion benefit you as an individual? Does it, does it benefit you? Right? And you will find a lot of the times, more times than not, the answer becomes no. Really doesn't. At the end of the affair, after all of this talking, after all of this typing, after all of this tweeting, and all of this posting, and all of this, and all of this, and all of this, it really doesn't benefit you. But the things that do benefit you, ask yourself, are you proficient as relates to them? Those things that actually benefit you. Ma'am. And bi'ithnillahi ta'ala, we will come to see the extreme need and why we have to concern ourselves with those things which are going to benefit us those things that, 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 that will prepare us to meet our Lord Jalla wa'ana. Because this is what we should all be doing, is living our lives in preparation to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In any event, at the head of this, at the top of this affair, at the head of this affair and the top of this affair of what is needed for preparation to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then bila shak wa bila raib, no doubt, undoubtedly, then it will be what? It will be knowing about the issues and the affairs of at tawheed And what comes at the head of that is knowing about the kalima of la ilaha illallah. This is very important. Naam? Because let me ask you this question. Can a person be a Muslim if they don't have any knowledge whatsoever about the kalima of la ilaha illallah? Can they be a Muslim? No. We all say no. How does a person become a Muslim? He takes shahad. But what's the first thing he says? Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Naam. Wa ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. So anyone who is concerned to go to the Jannah, then they have to know what is the meaning of La ilaha illallah and that knowledge that is connected to it? And they have to know what is the meaning of Muhammad Rasulullah and that knowledge was connected to it. Because an individual will not be able to go to the Jannah without adorning themselves with that which was taught to us by the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that which was taught by the Prophet ﷺ, then this is what you will find the Sahaba they were upon. So if a person wants to go to the Jannah, then he has to know what is the way of Muhammad ﷺ and what is the way of the Sahaba. Naam? But this is what? This is in addition and coupled with and in concert with what? His knowledge and implementation of la ilaha illallah with his establishing a tawheed Naam, with his establishing a tawheed so what are the shuruq of la ilaha illallah what are the conditions for la ilaha illallah but I want you to keep this in mind with a lot of the things that we see as being priorities in our day to day life do we know these conditions and are we proficient as relates to these conditions? Do we have something from proof and evidence as relates to each of these conditions? 
or even before that, did we even know that there were conditions for La ilaha illallah? Because unfortunately, there are many individuals, many Muslims, who, if you will ask them, what is the meaning of La ilaha illallah? Unfortunately, the vast majority of the Muslims, they will either give you an incorrect answer or they will say, La adri, I don't know. Right? They will either give you an indirect answer or they will say, I don't know. This is a travesty. This is a calamity in the greatest sense of the word. Because for the one who is concerned about going to Jannah, he has to know. Naam, tayyib. The shuruq of La ilaha illallah, Imam bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions, he says, Wa amma shuruq. La ilaha illallah And as for the conditions of La ilaha illallah Fahiyya Al-ilm Al-munafi Lil-jahl The first It is knowledge It is knowledge But it is a type of knowledge That will negate Ignorance The type of knowledge that will negate ignorance Naam so as to have knowledge of La ilaha illallah, the type of knowledge that will negate an individual being ignorant of La ilaha illallah. Secondly, al-yaqeen, al-munafi, the shak. Then it is certainty that negates doubt. And bi'idhnillahi ta'ala, we're going to go through them fast because we're going to come back to them in depth and detail. Naam. So if you don't get them in order right now, don't worry, inshallah ta'ala, you will have plenty of an opportunity to do so. Third, al-ikhlas, al-munafi, al-shirk. It is to have al-ikhlas, sincerity unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning all of the ibadah is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person he utters La ilaha illallah Khalisan lillah Khalisan lillah Sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But it's to be sincere The type of sincerity that negates Polytheism That negates shirk That negates an associating of partners With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In worship Next As-sidq Al-munafi lil-kadid it is truthfulness that negates lying. Truthfulness that negates lying. Next, والمحبة والمحبة المنافية للبغض. The next, it is love that will negate hatred. Love that will negate hatred. A person has to love La ilaha illallah. Next, Al Inqiyad Al Munafi Littaruk. It has to be a compliance that negates an abandonment. A compliance that negates an abandonment. That a person he implements it, he establishes it, that negates his abandonment of it. Next, Al-Qubool, Al-Qubool, Al-Munafi, Lirad. The next is an acceptance that negates rejection. 
an acceptance that negates rejection. And lastly, والكفر بما يعبد من دون الله is to dis is to have kufr is to have a disbelief for that which is worship other than Allah. Meaning what? Meaning that those things, those idols that are worshipped other than Allah, we disbelieve in them. We don't believe in them. Naam. And when it comes to, for example, the likes of the angels and some of the prophets that are worshipped other than Allah, what is it meant that we disbelieve in this? Meaning, we disbelieve in the legitimacy of those things being worshipped. We believe in the angels. We believe in those prophets who are worshipped other than Allah by the kuffar. We believe in them, but we reject and we disbelieve in the legitimacy of them being worshipped as they reject and disbelieve in the legitimacy of them being worshipped and they disapprove that people will do such a thing. Naam. And it is important that we understand this point because unfortunately there are some who they become troubled without properly understanding the likes of these things. Now, if you want, get the, the chair and the, the table. Now, uh, uh, that's. And these conditions, right, they have been gathered inside of two lines of poetry. These conditions have been gathered in two lines of poetry. Okay? Now, I don't want someone to think or to believe, oh, two lines of poetry, mashallah, that's really easy. Yes, it's really easy to remember, naam. But that's only the beginning. Because the goal is to what? Is to understand. To understand, it takes effort. It takes time, it takes dedication, uh, and the like. And it's, it is a very important point to know. It's a very important point to know that to understand and to have fahm, to have, to have understanding and to really study these issues, it takes time. It takes time. Does it happen overnight? Does it happen in two weeks? Does it happen in, you know? It takes time. It takes effort. It takes, you know, the little, the little lessons before the medium lessons, before the big lessons and so on and so forth. I'm saying this to say is that is incumbent that you take it and you understand and have the the uh, the proper expectation as relates to it. That this is something that is going to take time. This ilm is heavy. Naam. So you know how to approach it. Right? Like in everyday life, if you were having to pick up something, you will judge it and assess it based upon your perceived understanding of its heaviness. And that's the manner in which you'll pick it up. Those things that you deem heavy, you don't pick up haphazardly, but you pick up with the proper form and so on and so forth. 
those things that are light, then you approach them as if they're not heavy and you pick them up usually haphazardly, right? But if you try to pick up something heavy haphazardly, what usually happens, you hurt yourself. So it's important to, to know when to have the proper expectations. This, 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 this knowledge is heavy. This knowledge is heavy. And the student who approaches the knowledge of the Sharia as being heavy, then they will benefit. Naam? And when I'm telling you the knowledge of the Sharia is heavy, it's heavy. It's, it's, it's more heavy than the knowledge of the dunya. The knowledge of the dunya is there. Anyone get that? Right? What's the proof? How many kufar got it? Okay. Right? The knowledge of the Sharia, the knowledge of the deen is heavy. What's, what's one of the illustrations which points to this fact that the knowledge of the Sharia is heavy? Is that what? Is every Muslim an alim from the ulama? No. Not at all. And those ulama, right? Is there an alim except that it is said about him and in the list of the descriptions of his attributes that they are intelligent? They are highly intelligent. Right? Because it's heavy. In any event, it's heavy. But from the blessings that Allah Ta'ala has bestowed upon us, these things in which are binding upon us to get, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has made them accessible and attainable for those who put forward effort. He has made it accessible and attainable for those who put forward effort. And these things in which Imam bin Baz, he brings here in this book, that these are things that are within the capacity of the vast majority of the everyday Muslims. Now, the general masses of the Muslims, they have the ability to attain this and it's all attainable. It's all attainable. So, Abishiru, have glad tidings of this. And thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this tremendous bounty. Two lines of poetry that are not hard, and I'm very confident that everyone who hears my voice, bidnilahi ta'ala, will have the ability to memorize them. Will have the ability to memorize them. Some faster than others. But all that they put forth effort, inshallah ta'ala, with time, eventually, they will be able to do it, inshallah ta'ala. Even if it takes two weeks, or a month, or two months, with consistency, bithnilahi ta'ala, you'll be able to get it. These lines of poetry, they contain all of the eight conditions that were aforementioned. And they go as follows. Ilmun yaqeenun wa ikhlasun wa sidquka ma'a. Mahabbatan wanqiyadan walqubulu laha Wazida thaminuha alkufran minka biba Siwa al-ilah min al-asha qad uliha Naam Siwa al-ilah min al-asha qad uliha We'll say it again علم يقين وإخلاص وصدقك مع محبة وانقياد والقبول لها وزيد ثامنها الكفران منك بما 
siwal ila min al asya qad ulliha mumta ilmun yaqinun wa ikhlasun wa sidquka ma'a mahabbatan wa inqiyadan wal qubul laha wazida thaminuha al kufran minka bima siwal ila min al asya qad ulliha which means ilmun ilm was ilm knowledge yaqinun certainty wa ikhlasun sincerity wa sidquka ma'a and your truthfulness for it or your truthfulness coupled with naam is better mahabba love wa inqiyad compliance wal qubul laha and acceptance of it wazida thaminuha and its and an eighth has been added al kufranu minka bima a disbelief that from you for that or yani inam a disbelief from you for that siwa ila is other than allah other than the deity allah min al asya from those things qad ulliha that have been taken as objects of worship naam that have been taken as objects of worship ala kulli hal if a person they would go uh, bait by bait line by line inshallah ta'ala be able to get it ilmun yaqinun wa ikhlasun wa sidquka ma'a mahabbatan wa inqiyadan wal qubul laha wazida thaminuha al kufran minka bima siwa al ila min al asya qad ulliha inshallah ta'ala over and over and over and over and over and over repeat it over and over and over and over and over and over inshallah ta'ala you'll be able to get it and why am i confident of this is because if someone gave you the phone number right seven digits what do you usually do before you write it down keep saying it over and over and over and over again right over and over and over and over and over again so you can write it down but that's how you do what say memorize it say memorize it so likewise binillahi ta'ala repeat it over and over and over and over and over and you will be able to memorize it inshallah ta'ala wa qala fadilatu shaykh shaykh abdul razaq bin shaykh abdul muhsan العباد البدر حفظهم الله تعالى he says فإذا قال قائل he said if a person were to ask من أين أتيتم بهذه الشروط where do you get these conditions from because a person may ask that where do these conditions come from where are you getting them from يقال is to be said unto them من المصدر الذي استخلصت he said that we will say to them or it will be said unto them from the same source that the conditions of the salah were extracted from and from the same source that the conditions of hajj were extracted from and other than that from the acts of worship Ma'am, and it's very important because unfortunately you do have some Muslims that react negatively to the likes of these classes. 
they react negatively to the to the, to, 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 to the likes of these lessons. It's from sickness, from sickness inside their hearts. But some will come and say things like this. Where you get you saying shurut for la ilaha illallah? Where you get them from? But unfortunately, they don't ask the same question as relates to what are the shurut, what are the conditions of salah. They don't ask that question. When it comes to the shurut of hajj, they don't ask that question. When it comes to shurut of the ibadat, wudu and the like, they don't ask those questions. But yet when it comes to la ilaha illallah, they say, where are we getting this shurut from? You're saying this shurut from where? Where you get shurut? Allah musta'an. Alakullihal, this will be our response. This is the response from the same source that we, that we get the shurut for salat, hajj, wudu, and other than that from the acts of worship. And just like the salah, it has shuruq. The salah, it has prerequisites. It's a very important point. The salah has prerequisites. If those prerequisites are not met, then what happens? That salah does not count. Naam. What's from the shuruq of salah? For example, wudu. A person doesn't have wudu. Does his salah count? No. You gotta make wudu and you gotta pray again. Right? Because the salat that he made without the wudu, it doesn't count. So this shows you the importance of the conditions. That if the condition is 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 not established, then what? Then the then the act that is connected to will not be established. Naam. So the Shaykh he said, just like the salat, it has shuruq, it has conditions, prerequisites. La tuqbal illa biha. It is not accepted except with them. Well hajj lahu shuruq, and likewise the hajj it has conditions. La yuqbal illa biha that is not accepted except with the with the conditions being established. Was zakah laha shurutun and zakah it has conditions. La tuqbal illa biha it is not accepted except if its conditions are fulfilled. Wa ghairu dhalika min al-ta'at and other than that from the acts of obedience. La tuqbalu illa bishurutiha they are not accepted except if their conditions are established. فَكَذَلِكَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ لَا تُقْبَلْ مِنْ الْقَائِلِهَا مِنْ قَائِلِهَا مِنْ قَائِلِهَا إِلَّا بِشُرُوطِهَا That likewise, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ is not accepted from the one who says it except if they bring its conditions. Naam? This, that sentence is terrifying. should be terrifying. Right? Person should be terrified. What? La ilaha illallah. A person that says La ilaha illallah, it won't be accepted unless they establish the conditions. That's terrifying. So now you should want to know. Well, so what are the conditions? I need to know these conditions. This is very important. Right? And now I want you to take this understanding and then compare that to those things that people tweeting about all the time and posting on their Facebook pages and you know putting on Instagram and all this other stuff. Right? Compare that to this. Those things that they deem is just so important. I gotta post this now. I gotta write this now. I gotta, you know, spend a half an hour writing this Facebook post and all this stuff. Right? And then, do you know the conditions of La ilaha illallah? You see, like this, a person be able to, in ta'ala, evaluate his life. Evaluate the life. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's like that. Sometimes we reach a point as individuals where we really need, need to sit down and go, you know, think about our life, go reflect upon our life, what we're doing with it, and where we're going with it. It's very important, and you know, we need to get our acts together. With Nilahi Taala, alikulli hal, the Sheikh he says, "When he is shuruqun, ulimat 
He said, and these are conditions that are known by closely followed by by extraction and closely following and pondering over the speech of Allah Azza wa Jal. Wa kalam Rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa salawatullah wa salamuhu wa barakatuhu alayhi. And by reflecting and contemplating and following yani closely the speech of the of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Naam, as we're going to come to see. Because there's not a single condition except that proofs and evidences will be mentioned. Not a single one except that there will be proofs and evidences mentioned. And because um, the intent behind this explanation is to bring you a summary and not everything upon the issue, not all of the proofs and evidence will be mentioned. So there are more proofs and evidences for each point. But still, there are going to be some proofs and evidences for each point mentioned. For each condition, some are going to be mentioned. But just know that that some is some from a lot. So there are more proofs and evidences that can also be mentioned. But again, because of what is intended for the size of this explanation, they won't be mentioned. The Shaykh, he does not mention. Ma'am? The Salaf, they understood this understanding. That just saying, La ilaha illallah, by itself is not enough. They understood this. That it has to be more to it. Right? It was said to Wahab bin Munabbih. It was said to him. Rahimullah ta'ala. They said, Isn't La ilaha illallah the key for Jannah? Right? Isn't La ilaha illallah the key for Jannah? He's, he responded, of course, of course it is. But listen to his, but listen to his answer, right? Because we understand, we're going to see from his answer what was aforementioned. He said, Bella, walakin, laysa miftahun illa lahu asnanun. He said, yes, but, or he said, of course. However, there is no key except that it has teeth. Meaning it has the ridges, the grooves of the key, right? And we know the, the key, if you don't come with the ridges, what happens? The door doesn't open, the, the lock, you know, it doesn't open. So he says, فَإِن جِدْتَ بِمِفْتَاحِ لَهُ أَسْنَانِ فُتِحَ لَكِ He says, so if you come with a key, uh, if you come with a key that has the, its teeth, then the door will be open for you. So it will be open for you. And if not, it will not open for you. And if not, it will not open for you. So here, what does he point to? The Shaykh he mentions, he said, but he said here, he said he points to and he alludes to its conditions, the conditions for la ilaha illallah, and the guidelines for la ilaha illallah, and the restrictions of la ilaha illallah, which have come inside of the book of Allah and the sunnah of his prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. فَإِنْ قَالَ قَائِلْ So if a person were to say, إِنَّ مُجَرَّدَ النُّطْقُ بِالشَّهَادَةِ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ يَنْفَعَ 
وأنها تقبل بدون ضوابط وبدون الشروط مع قيل معنى ذلك أن قول المنافقين إذا جاءك المنافقون قالوا نشهد إنك للرسول الله ينفعهم وكذلك قولهم إذا لقوا الذين آمنوا آمنا ينفعهم ولا يقول ذلك قائل He said if a person would have come and say Okay listen A person mistakenly They would have come and they say Verily just the pure utterance Of the testimony That none has the right to be worshipped in truth Except Allah benefits And that it will be accepted Without any, without any guidelines And without any conditions He said then the response It will be said unto him If that's the case, then the statement of the hypocrites, when they say, yani as Allah Ta'ala informed us, and when they come unto, and when the hypocrites come unto you, they say, we testify that indeed you are the messenger of Allah, he said, then that will benefit the hypocrites. And likewise, this, their statement, meaning the statement of the hypocrites, when they meet those who believe, they say, we too believe. Then if what you're saying is the truth, then that too will benefit them. The Shaykh, he says, but, Nobody ever says this. Naam. So we understand that this concept that the mere and pure utterance of La ilaha illallah will benefit someone is not the fact. Because if that was the case, then the hypocrites will benefit because they say it. But it doesn't benefit them because they're still hypocrites. And hypocrites are in the lowest portion of the hellfire. So it doesn't benefit them. Naam. Likewise, the hypocrites, when they meet those who believe, they say, We too believe. We believe too. We believe. Their statement, we believe, does it benefit them? No, because they're hypocrites. And hypocrites are, are they believers? No, they're kuffar. So their mere utterance of them saying we believe, it doesn't benefit them. Their mere utterance of them saying the shahada, it doesn't benefit them. So we understand that what? Purely just saying the shahada does not benefit. It does not benefit. And it will not be accepted. Unless what? Unless a person brings... <coughs> its conditions, that which is necessitated by it, and establishes its pillars. Naam. The Shaykh goes on, and he says, فَلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ لَتُقْبَلْ مِنْ قَائِنُهَا or مِنْ قَائِنِهَا He says that لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ is not accepted from the one who says it بِمُجَرِّدِ النُطْقَ just by merely saying it. بَلْ لَا بُدَّ مِنَ الْإِتْسِيَانِ بِالشُّرُوطِهَا وَضَوَابِطِهَا الْمُسْتَمَدَّةِ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُّنَّةِ He said, but rather a person who says that he has to, he has to establish and he has to bring, or she has to establish and she has to bring the conditions for it, the guidelines for it that have been extracted from the book and the sunnah. This is of tremendous importance. وَجَاءَ عَنِ الْحَسْنِ الْبَصْرِ And it comes on حَسْنِ الْبَصْرِ رَحِمُهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى أَنَّهُ قيل له that verily it was said unto him إن ناسا يقولون من قال لا إله إلا الله دخل الجنة he said that verily the people is saying that whoever says لا إله إلا الله he will enter into Jannah فقال so حسن المصري this great imam رحمه الله تعالى he said من قال لا إله إلا الله فأدى حقها وفرضها 
So he adjusted their statement and corrected them. He said, rather, whoever says La ilaha illallah, and he comes with its rights and that which is in his obligations, then he will enter into Jannah or she will enter into Jannah. Naam? Inshallah Ta'ala, we'll see this concept even more when we look at the conditions. The first of the conditions, and this is the only condition, bithnilahi ta'ala, we will take tonight. Naam. The first of the conditions is what? Hmm? The first of the conditions is knowledge. And Imam bin Baz says, and verily the conditions of La ilaha illallah, then they are. Firstly, knowledge that negates ignorance. Knowledge that negates ignorance. The Shaykh, he says, Shaykh Abdul Razak, he says, he said this means that you have to know its meaning Negation and affirmation You have to know what it means And you have to know by saying it That you're negating worship for everything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And you are affirming worship for Allah only Now you are affirming worship for Allah only Now this is incumbent. Now, if a person doesn't know what is the meaning of La ilaha illallah, would it benefit him? If he doesn't know the meaning, does it benefit him? No, he has to have knowledge. But check this out. What is knowledge? We say they have to have knowledge, right? What is knowledge? Naam, ahsant. Knowledge is Allah said, the messenger said, the sahaba said. That's knowledge. Naam. I want to give you another definition to break it down. Right? Because that's true, that's knowledge. Another definition to break it down, and you see how these two definitions work together, is that what? That knowledge, Al Alama, Imam Uthameen, he mentions, and others from the ulama, they mention that al ilm, that, that what, what the meaning of ilm, the definition of ilm, of knowledge, is Idraqu Shay. He says is to have knowledge of something or is to be aware of something upon what it actually is upon. Right? Is to know about something upon what it is actually upon an awareness that is decisive. Right, so this is, is is no is no doubt, but you know what it's about, and you and yani you you have certainty in it, but you know exactly what it is. This is this is very important because you understand from that the opposite. Because if knowledge is to know about something upon that which it is actually upon, not just you know about something. But you know about it in reality. This is knowledge. So if you know about something, or so excuse me, so if you don't know about something upon what is actually upon, then that's what? Ignorance. It's the absence of knowledge. So let's do this now. Let's give you the definition of ignorance. How about that? 
Let's do this. I'm going to give you the definition of ignorance because by the opposites will you know what a thing is. By its opposite, you'll know what it is. Okay? So, knowledge is to know something upon what it is upon in actuality. To know something upon what it really is in actuality with, a, yani, uh, with an awareness that is decisive. No doubt. So, ignorance is of two types. The first type, the first type is jahl and basita. Is jahl, it's called jahl al basita. This is the small ignorance, or this is yani, the simple ignorance, the simple ignorance. And that is adamu itraq bil kuliya. That is not knowing something in totality. You just don't know about it. Okay? For example, if a person were to say, how many raka'at are in Salatul Dhuhr? How many raka'at are in Salatul Dhuhr? The one who doesn't have knowledge, he has jahl, basit, he will say, I don't know. Because he don't know how many raka'at is in Dhuhr. He doesn't know. Right? That's simple ignorance. Simple ignorance. The second type of ignorance is jahl al-murakkab. Is jahl al-murakkab. Naam. This is compounded ignorance. What is this? This is idraq ala wajh yukhalif ma huwa alayh. Is to, to be aware of something in a manner that is opposite of what it really is upon. Right? <laughs> Nowadays, this is what you call what? Alternative facts. <laughs> yes, so this is a person that, going back to our example, they know about Vuhur. They know about Vuhur. Right? And they know that Vuhur consists of Raka'at. But they foolishly believe that Vuhur is six Raka'at. They say, how many Raka'at is Dhuhr? He says, six. How many? Six. That true? Yes, yeah, six. So this person is, is ignorant. Why? Because he's ignorant and he doesn't know he's ignorant. Right? This is, this is the, what do you call it? And they say, the one who, who's, who is afflicted with Jahl, Murakkab, he don't know and he don't know he don't know. <laughs> okay? Right? He don't know and he don't know that he don't know. So this is the person who he knows about yeah, something in general. He has some information on it, but it's not accurate. So this too is what? Is ignorance. Now I want to bring it back to the meaning of la and Allah and the definition of of of, of, of because if ilm is to know about something upon what it is uh, what it is in actuality, if a person gives a false meaning and interpretation to la ilaha illallah, then this means what? They're knowledgeable about it? No, they're ignorant of it. Because they're saying it means this and it don't mean that. It means la ma'buda, la ma'buda bihaqqin illallah. That none has the right to worship the truth except Allah. But they'll come and they'll tell you, no, it means La Rabb illallah. There is no Lord except Allah. La Khaliq illallah. There is no Creator except Allah. That's what it means. Only. That's Jahal Murak. It's 
person is has compounded ignorance. So a person saying something like this, have they fulfilled the first condition? No, because they still don't know what it means. Do you understand how dangerous this is? So we have to know what La ilaha illallah means in reality. And that has to be a knowledge that is decisive. We're not, you know, there's no ambiguity relates to it. We're not having any doubt about it. We're not apprehensive as relates to it. No, we know what it means decisively. No question. We know what it means. This is the type of knowledge that, that, that is required. Because remember, it's what? It is knowledge that negates ignorance, both types. Not knowing what it is to begin with and not having incorrect information about it. But you know what it is in actuality. So the Shaykh, he breaks it down. The Shaykh, he breaks it down. So again, to go back, when we say that the, the, the definitions complement each other and explain each other. Because now, if we come back and say that ilm is Allah said, the Messenger said, the Sahaba said, then that's what? That's knowing something upon what it is in, in reality. No doubt. We know what, is a, what it is in reality. Why? Because Allah said it. We got sound knowledge and right knowledge upon that. Why? Because the Prophet said it. We got sound knowledge and right knowledge upon that. Why? Because this is what the Sahaba were upon. No doubt about that. That's, that's what's real. That's what's true. Was other than that, no, no that's, 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 that's ignorance. We don't want that. That makes sense? So going back to La ilaha illallah, the shaykh, he breaks it down. He says, so we have to know the meaning of it, right? Because if we don't know the meaning of it, then how do we believe in it? If we don't know the meaning of it, then how do we believe in it? Correct? You'll say the person doesn't believe in it who doesn't know the meaning of it. Okay? Like if a person thought Gatorade was tea, you say, do you believe tea exists? Yes. What are the characteristics of tea? They got electrolytes. They come in various flavors. <laughs> a lot of times you get them two for three dollars. <laughs> right? Do you say to yourself, I don't sound like tea. I don't think, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't know what tea is. Yeah, you don't know what tea is. Tea is something different. They will tell him that what? That he, he, he's not up on tea yet. He don't know about no tea. You, know, you don't really know what tea is. You don't believe in tea because you don't know what it is. So if we don't know the meaning of la ilaha illallah, then it is not possible for us to believe in it. So we have to know what it means. We have to know the proper meaning. Right? We have to negate. the And, 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 and this is the pillars. The pillars of la ilaha illallah, they're two. They're negation and affirmation. We have to negate worship for everything other than Allah and affirm worship for Allah and Allah alone. Naam. And we have to know the reality of what it points to, that which is necessitated, the muqtada, that which is necessitated by la ilaha illallah, and that which it, is, that which it points to in reality from the tawheed of Allah. And that Allah Azza wa Jal, we single him out alone in worship. And we make all of our religions sincerely for him. And that we disbelieve in everything that is worshipped other than Allah. Like there come many verses that clearly explain to us and show us the meaning of La ilaha illallah. 
like Allah Ta'ala's statement. And all of these, right, point to the reality of La ilaha illallah and the meaning of La ilaha illallah. Naam. So you can say, you can bring all of these as what? Proofs and evidences for the meaning of La ilaha illallah, which means La ma'abuda bihaqqin illallah. That none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. Those verses that show us this meaning is like Allah Ta'ala's statement that is found in Surah Al-A'raf and is verse 59. Worship Allah. You don't have any deity in reality other than Him. Naam, you don't have any deity in reality other than Him. وَقَوْلُهُ And Allah Ta'ala's statement وَعْبُدُ اللَّهِ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا As found in Surah An-Nisa verse 36 Worship Allah alone and do not associate anything as a partner with Him وَقَوْلُهُ And Allah Ta'ala's statement وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ And they were not commanded except to worship Allah alone making all of the religions sincere unto Him Naam all of this points to the meaning of La ilaha illallah And these are from The proofs and the evidences That we have to what? We have to have knowledge We have to know about La ilaha illallah Because in order to worship Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Correctly And solely Then we have to what? Have, have knowledge Gotta know Gotta know how to do it We have to know We have to understand the concepts And know them وقوله and his statement المنافي للجهل and his statement that negates ignorance now which shows us the importance of, of taking some time out of our of our of our schedules to learn this right and we all know we're busy you know we're taking time out of our busy schedules right but when we compare what we are busy with and compare to the likes of this subject matter then I mean you know there's no option we have to take time out for it and then when we compare the time that is taken out and allotted for it, what an hour and a little in a little bit, compared to what we do all week, subhanAllah, you know, it's, it's really not enough. But alhamdulillah, whatever we, we can't get all of it, we don't leave it in totality. So we, we do what we can. Alhamdulillah, we do what we can. Naam. So the that negates ignorance. And we already know what is ignorance and the two types of ignorance, which are what? The simple ignorance, and that is? Nah, just not knowing in totality, just not knowing. And then what's the next one? Compounded ignorance, and what is that? All right, no, that one is, anyone else? Anyone else get it? Right, knowing something but not knowing upon its true reality. So they aware of something but they don't know what is its true reality. So they so they believe the opposite. They believe the opposite. Jahal Murakab. Murakab. Now. So it has to negate 
ignorance. The Shaykh says, A ilman sahihan, true knowledge, true knowledge, wa fahman qawiman, and an upright understanding. Right? So they have to know about it. If they know about it, then that already negates the first type of ignorance. And that is the, the simple ignorance. But then the Shaykh he says, Sahihan, but he has to have right knowledge. And that will negate the second type. Because the second type is, is that be aware of something, but upon other than what is, uh, to be aware of something upon other than its reality. Now I'm to be aware of something upon other than its reality. So the, so the Shaykh he says, Sahihan, that they know about it correctly. Wafahman, Qawiman, and their understanding is, is, is upright, right? They have the kalima. Of this kalima of na ilaha illallah yakhruju bihi an sabili jahl wal jahilin. Then if he knows this, and this would remove him from the way of ignorance and of the ignorant people. Fa'in qalaha bila ilm bima'naha wa madluliha fa'innaha la tanfa'u. So if he says it, but he doesn't know what it means, nor what it points to, then verily this will not benefit them. This will not benefit him nor her. What Allah Ta'ala, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He says, فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكَ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ Allah Ta'ala, He says what means in Surah Muhammad, verse 19, and know, فَعْلَمْ فَعْلَمْ is a command to have knowledge. Fa'alam is a command to know about something. Have knowledge. Get knowledge on this thing. Right? Get knowledge on this thing. Allah Ta'ala is commanding us. Get knowledge. Obtain knowledge. About what? La annahu la ilaha illallah. That verily none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. Allah commands us to know about it, to have knowledge about it. So this is a, this is a proof that we have to know about it. Allah commands us. And then Allah Ta'ala says, and seek forgiveness for yourself and for the believing men and women. So this is a proof that knowledge comes before statements and actions. Knowledge comes before statements and actions. Naam. The Shaykh he says, So Allah, he says, so yani, he, Allah, began with knowledge. Because this is the foundation. Knowledge is the foundation. And Allah subhanahu he says, إِلَّا مَنْ شَهِدَ بِالْحَقِّ وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Zukhruf, verse 86, except for those who testify for the truth, they testify for the truth, and they know, وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ And they have sound knowledge. نعم. وَقَالَ مُفَسِّرُونَ Because a person may say, I don't necessarily see the, the direct connection in this ayah. نعم. This is why learning about tafsir is important. So you see now it's laid, right? Now you see? Now you can't just get in a couple of days, you know, like like how the Sufis uh, and them and those who uh, 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 try to belittle the studying of, of Aqidah, the likes of Hamza, Yusuf, and, 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 and his people, right? Who try to um, uh, belittle Aqidah. Huh? In fact, you call it a sickness of people, you know, um, Speaking about Aqeedah and having a concern for Aqeedah, you know, he called it a sickness. We know who's really sick, right? That's jahl what? Muraka. That's compounded ignorance. Really. 
على كل حال شايف نعم the مفسرون the scholars of tafsir they mention that Allah Taala statement إلا من شهد بالحق except for those who testify to the truth that what is meant by that is a la ilaha illallah except for those who testify to la ilaha illallah and then Allah Taala says وهم يعلمون and they know meaning and they have knowledge they have knowledge a يعلمون معنى ما شهدوا به meaning what they have knowledge on that which they're testifying to they have knowledge on that which they're testifying to so this is a proof and the evidence that we have to have knowledge about la ilaha illallah so this is a proof and the evidence that from the conditions of la ilaha illallah is to have knowledge about la ilaha illallah naam wa fi sahih muslim in the side of sahih muslim an nabi an nabiyina alayhi salatu wassalam in the side of sahih muslim on 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 our prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam annahu qala that barely he said man mata man mata wa huwa ya'lam annahu la ilaha illallah dakhala aljannah he says whoever dies and he knows that none has the right to be worshiped the truth except allah will enter the jannah a better way to translate that whoever dies and he has sound knowledge that none has the right to be worshiped in truth except Allah he will enter into jannah so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he didn't he didn't say man mata wa huwa qad he didn't say who, 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 whoever died and he said no he said whoever died and he knows wa huwa ya'lam and he knows he has knowledge he has sound knowledge that none has the right to be worshiped in truth except Allah then he will enter into jannah fashtarata al-ilm so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he made a condition he made ilm he made knowledge a condition he made knowledge a condition he stipulated that they have to have knowledge of la ilaha illallah naam so all of this here shows us that what that knowledge is a condition for la ilaha illallah if we want to benefit from la ilaha illallah then we have to have knowledge of it then we have to have knowledge of it naam and then the shaykh hadallah ta'ala he goes on to get into the the second uh condition but as a forementioned we uh only intended to go over the first condition tonight and that uh speech which was um yeah before it uh and the like as well as just to go over all eight conditions just in general and briefly so we can come back to them in more depth and detail later bihnillahi ta'ala fa with that naktafi bihadha alqadar